Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of For Light and Life. I'm your host, Lucy, and today we will be looking into the characters of Star Wars and what makes them great. Now, I get very easily excited talking about this, so do not be alarmed if I start randomly giggling and rambling on and on about something during this episode, as that is just the side effect of talking about some of my favorite parts of Star Wars. Before we begin, I am very grateful to announce this podcast now has over 50 listeners. Thank you all so much for staying, listening, and sharing for light and life with the people around you. We are really starting to build up this community, and I am so excited for what the rest of the summer brings. Once again, there will be some slight spoilers, mainly for the prequel movies and maybe a little bit of Clone Wars. But without further ado, let's get into the characters. Alright, so we will start backwards from 10 and work our way up, stopping for some honorable mentions along the way. And for me, number 10 is Maul. He is just such a cool and menacing character. Of course, the incredible voice actor Sam Witwer does a great, great job of portraying all that darkness and emotion in his voice throughout Clone Wars and Rebels. And speaking of those emotions, he has some really strong emotions that contribute so much to his actions and shape his great backstory and journey. And it was such a relief to have all that great character development and a look into how he thought in shows and books after he quote-unquote died in The Phantom Menace. And I have the unique experience as part of the newer generations of fans who saw the prequels after a lot of the other movies and content were already out. So a lot of people got to know him mainly through that limited time in The Phantom Menace, but I grew up with and got to know Maul through Clone Wars and Rebels mainly. And so I didn't really have that initial disappointment of, oh, there's this cool Sith Lord, eh, he's gone. But I have loved seeing Maul progress throughout all the Star Wars media. And then we have number nine, which is Omega. I have a real soft spot for clones, as you will see. But Omega is a pretty new character that debuted in The Bad Batch, which is one of my favorite Star Wars shows. And it is such a refreshing experience to see, once again, the galaxy through the eyes of a curious, curious child. And we got to see her relationships with the rest of the Bad Batch strengthen, particularly with Hunter and Wrecker. And, like, who doesn't love to see a family come together and escape the hardships of a galactic empire? She is kind, wise beyond her years, and very clever. She can get herself out of all kinds of situations. And for my eighth favorite character, I put... Anakin Skywalker. Now, I don't love choosing the super obvious characters that everyone chooses, but Anakin has such good development in all the Star Wars media that I could not resist sticking him on number eight. From an author perspective, he is super fun to write about, and I just love being able to show that growing darkness rising in him, and it's great to look at every single thing he experiences in all the media and thinking, is this where he starts to get dark? You know, is this where Palpatine starts to reel him in? And the most interesting part about his character for me is that he truly cares about the people around him and will do pretty much anything for them, which is ultimately his downfall. And for number seven, we have Vernestra Rowe. And she is from the High Republic books, mainly in Justina Ireland's great, great middle grade novels. And she is definitely her own character altogether. She is one of the youngest Jedi Knights in history, which really influences her perspective and responsibilities and mindset. She is very resourceful and creative, which is very clear in her choice to make a light whip variation of a lightsaber. 
And while she is still growing and figuring out her role in the Order, she has definitely already come very far in the time that we've gotten to know her. And I like that she's very different from the people around her, in that she's so grown up and formal compared to a lot of other people her age, which is no doubt a result of her status and having a Padawan who's practically the same age as her, so she has to have some edge. And I think she feels like there are a lot of expectations on her, as would anyone in that situation. And we can only cross our fingers and hope that they don't kill her off in the High Republic. But rest in peace, all killed off characters. And number six, we have Sabine Wren. She is such a strong female character who gets to have her own story and her own journey, while also having this heartfelt connection to the Ghost crew and all the friends they make along the way. I love that she's a Mandalorian fighting for good. She is so creative and has a very unique flair. And she's one of Dave Filoni's characters, so obviously she's great. The concept of her is so well thought out. And a little Easter egg. I didn't fully intend this, but I think I subconsciously based my BCU character Lucy off of Sabine. I mean, both are powerful female teenage Mandalorians with family drama who leave their families to go join a group fighting the Empire or First Order. That can't be a coincidence. For number five, I have Obi-Wan Kenobi. How could I not include the Great Negotiator in my list? I have always loved Obi-Wan, in some sense literally. I had a big crush on him slash Ian McGregor for several years, don't tell anyone. Um, I particularly like him in the prequels, Clone Wars, Rebels, and books. And the new Kenobi show is just the cherry on top. He is skilled, has a sense of humor, and being this happy, emotion-focused person that I am, his relationships are extremely interesting. Unlike Anakin, he learns to let go of the people around him, and he has a very unpossessive, selfless love for so many people, <clears throat> except maybe Satine, and his way of not being attached leaves him better off. Or does it? I mean, seriously, people, is he really better off than Vader? Is he? Poor Obi-Wan. Anyways, this just goes to show that being a poster Jedi, as my fanfiction mentioned in my second episode, hint hint, go listen to that if you haven't already, being a poster Jedi does not mean that you have a great and not depressed future. Sorry, Obi-Wan. And in fourth place, gosh, we're really getting up there, we have Mithaliastov, otherwise known as Thalius. Of course I have Chiss on this list, you guys know me, I'm a book nerd. And for those of you who haven't read Timothy Zahn's phenomenal novels, Thalius is the caregiver of a force-sensitive girl named Cheery, and I really can't give away any more about her role without spoilers. Now, Thalius has this very complicated web of motives and goals and tactics that just leave us hanging onto everything she does. And she's not really a conventional Chiss, I'd say, both in the sense that she was a former Azilia Sembo, and I can't call it by the other name for spoiler purposes, and she's willing to disobey orders, break laws, and do anything else necessary to get things done. She can outwit most people, she's not afraid to forge her own path, and many situations and battles for the Chiss have been won thanks to her ingenuity. Now, before we get into the top three, here are some honorable mentions. We have Padme, and even as she is well known as Anakin's wife, I'm not even calling that a spoiler because everyone knows that at this point, she is her own person, and a very strong person at that. I mean, she managed to rule an entire planet at 14, get a job in the Senate a few years later, and all the while put up with Jar Jar shenanigans. That is the definition of strength. 
And she went on all her own adventures, as E.K. Johnson's very great Padme trilogy showed us very clearly. And then we have Cut Laquane, and what a family guy. He may be a deserter, but he is no less of a very honorable clone and has a big influence on Rex's character and the viewers' um, views on clones. And he is so loving and determined to protect his loved ones. Then we have Fives, and if there is one clone who came closest to saving the galaxy from Order 66, Fives is that clone. He was so close to getting to tell everyone about the inhibitor chips, and he set off this big chain reaction that indirectly saves a whole bunch of people. Then we have Wrecker, such a funny and sweet character, the classic big guy with a bigger heart who makes us all laugh and cry and cheer for him and Omega. And the Bad Batch would not be the same without him at all. And if Disney kills him off, it will be the final episode of Clone Wars all over again. Last honorable mention, we have Fennec Shand. And what can I even say about Fennec? She is incredible, and I'm leaving good at that. And now we're getting to the podium. We have number three, Mithron Nurodo. Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn. Ever the tactician and arguably the most mentally brilliant character in all of Star Wars history. He is one of the characters I am most excited to see, potentially, in upcoming shows. He is very intimidating in the way he stands, looks, speaks, and acts. And if I had to choose one character to meet in real life, I'd probably choose Thrawn, because the way he thinks is so fascinating. And he can just take any situation, person, or piece of art and figure out so much about it. And whereas I said Thalius can outwit most people, Thrawn can probably outwit all people. Again, the Thrawn novels are just as brilliant as the character himself, and the word that comes to mind to describe them is insightful, and I would highly, highly recommend them. And in second place, we have Rex. Alright, this is where I really start to ramble. I absolutely love Rex's character, and again, I have to mention the fantastic voice work of D. Bradley Baker, who is probably the voice for the highest number of characters in Star Wars acting. Rex is another example of someone who can seem a little gruff before you get to know him, but is really caring and kind and will do almost anything for people he cares about. Maybe not to the point Anakin does, though, because Rex is still a reasonable guy. He is also very, very loyal to those who earn his trust and respect. However, the interesting thing is that over time he starts to question his loyalty and questions what he truly believes versus what he has been trained to believe. And that right there is where so many real people can relate to him, including myself. Because everyone questions things about themselves at some point, maybe even constantly. And thanks to Dave Filoni and the wonderful people who make Clone Wars, we have this incredible character who can make us go, Oh yeah, I feel like that sometimes. And get us to think about it and have a philosophical conversation with ourselves. Which... I may or may not be doing right after this show. And I am not done talking about Rex yet. I have so much more to talk about. I have to talk about the connections and relationships. I am a Rex Soka fan. In other words, I am down with an Ahsoka Rex romance. But even if you don't support that, Ahsoka and Rex's friendship is still awesome. And they have just this great chemistry and history and their fun banter and they're so sweet. And all oh, the season 7 finale arc of Clone Wars. And the painted helmets, and the racing to the surface, and all the things I can't talk about because of spoilers. Oh, and Rex's relationships with all his brothers is so heart-wrenching, too. 
And with Anakin, um, all right, now I'm done talking about Rex. Oh, wait, no, because he is a wonderful leader, wonderful captain, and then commander, and then back to cap. He's great, is my point. And now we can move on. And in first place, we have, of course, Ahsoka Tano. And you already know how much Ahsoka has inspired me and what a big role she's played in my Star Wars journey. And if not, head on over to my first episode. She got me into writing, into Clone Wars, into Empire Radio, in, into so many things I love. I also really look up to Ashley Eckstein, who of course does the very emotional, authentic, wonderful voice for her in Clone Wars and Rebels. And I also love the hashtag Ashley started a few years ago, which is hashtag Ahsoka lives in all of us. Ahsoka certainly lives in a very special place in my heart, and not only does she embody who the Jedi should be, as many have claimed, but to me, she also represents Star Wars. Because, sure, she's super skilled at combat and lightsabers in the Force, but she's so much more than that. She follows her inner compass, builds so many connections to people and places along the way, and ultimately brings the people around her even closer together. People who are just casual fans or don't know that much about Star Wars kind of tend to assume that Star Wars is just about weapons and bad guys versus good guys and wars, which is fair because wars is in the name. But to a lot of us, it's about community and music and emotion and celebration and being able to come together over something amazing. And that is exactly who Ahsoka is. And I am starting to run out of time here, but... I do need to talk about relationships, of course, because those are very important, as you know from this episode. So, Anakin and Ahsoka. There is definitely a lot of cloudiness in the fandom around that, but to me, it's definitely more of a brother-sister thing. And they trust each other so much, they always have each other's backs, and as Padme says in Forces of Destiny, they really make a good team. And... Their relationship has just developed so much over the course of Clone Wars, even into Rebels, and then all the stuff happening in the Mandoverse, way off in the present, but I am pretty excited to see how they incorporate, like, flashbacks or mentions of Anakin and Ahsoka in, like, the Ahsoka show and any other places they appear, I guess, but Anakin and Ahsoka, great, great pair. Ahsoka and Obi-Wan also have a great connection, though theirs is more like the friend of the friend situation. Um, her and Plo Koon, I think, have a great history with Plo Koon bringing her to the temple, obviously. And then her and Lux, eh, they're okay. I mean, I say this as a former Lux Soka fan, but I'm starting to like Lux less and less the more I think about him. Um, let's see. Ahsoka and Padme have great relationship. We see that in the earlier seasons of Clone Wars a lot. And I think it's always unclear to me if, like, the mother-daughter situation or sisters. I don't know. Whatever it is, I like it. And probably won't really see any more of that ever again. But I like seeing it in Clone Wars, and I'm glad they chose to show that relationship develop a little bit. And final words about Ahsoka. I also really, really love her connection with the clones. 
all of them, not just Rex, although I will talk about that even longer. But I think they all really respect her and value her as a commander and a friend and a sister. Not getting into that, but... <laughs> and all these characters are so great. There's so many more great ones, but these were the top 10 plus honorable mentions that I chose for this episode. And that about wraps up the characters for today. And we do have our other segment, though, which is, of course, voicemails. Now, I don't have that fancy transition button like Empire Radio has, but if that is something that you guys want, then I can work on that. And today, three kind people have sent in some voicemails with five between them all. And there were some technical difficulties with a few others that were sent in. Jedi Master, only your last one, came through with sound, so that is the only one I'll be playing. And then, Will, you mentioned doing a redo of one of them, and so I took that to mean you wanted me to only include the redo version and not the first one. And if that was not your meaning, then I apologize for the misinterpretation. But that is how we are going to play them. And I will now play... The first batch, which is from Will, and I will respond to them all afterwards. Hello, Lucy. Will here. Uh, I have a few friends that would like to say... Hi. Yeah, thanks for waiting. Oh, don't, don't, don't start an argument with me right now. I don't need it. You have already caused enough trouble. Now... Let's let BB-22 talk, please? Yeah, uh, just, just, you know, say, say hi to Lucy. Oh, it's very nice of you. Uh, they both said that they were happy to hear you in this most recent episode, and they are happy to hear that you have a Twitch account. And they were wondering if you were ever going to join them on stream. Okay, um, Lucy, there's going to be a, a message that's going to be sent. That's going to be like asking you to join the Discord. Uh, this is the redo of that one. <laughs> so, <clears throat> hi Lucy, Will here. Uh, to further explain Discord thing and the twitch thing uh for twitch we have already created a great environment but it would be improved with you yes you and uh the, the discord um i was wondering if you would be allowed to make a discord and i would love to have you in the discord along with the rest of the the podcast uh let let me know if you're interested i i guess hey lucy will here this is my last uh batch <laughs> of uh of voicemails for this recent episode i listened to your recent episode about your interview with henry and um i was wondering where I'd apply for doing an interview or whenever you're ready, of course. <laughs> I just think it would be 
it'd be kind of fun. And it brings you and Empire Radio even closer. Well, as as close as you can be. <laughs> well, there is a lot to unpack in those voicemails, but I will start by saying hi to BB22 and BB8. I missed you guys. We got to interact a little bit in the VCU, and I am glad to see that you are still running around causing trouble for the galaxy and for Will. Um, thank you for your kind beeps about my podcast, and I hope to hear from you again soon. Um, as for Twitch, I assume that by join them on stream, you mean in the chat, and yes, I will be there whenever I can make it. Last week I was there, you saw. Um, I'll be back next week and a lot more future weeks, hopefully. And Discord. I will have to get back to you on that. I'm still new to the podcasting realm and still figuring things out. But at some point over the summer, I might join you guys in Discord. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. And interview. That is a very good question. Um, I don't have a very official place to sign up for interviews or anything, and I'll have to get back to you on that too. I'm, I'll be working on figuring out the best way to do that, and I am glad you're interested in reaching out about it, but I can probably send you a message through Twitch with more details whenever I figure that out. And thank you for all your voicemails, and I guess I'll probably be hearing from you next week or in some future weeks, so thanks. And now we have a voicemail from another Empire Radio fan, Retta. Hi Lucy, this is Loretta. I'm a listener of Empire Radio and heard about your show from them um, when you sent in that voicemail and was so excited to listen to it because I absolutely loved all of the voicemails that you left as part of the VCU and I really, really enjoyed your fanfiction reading. That was just, like, absolutely incredible. I love your voice acting and just appreciate your passion for Star Wars and your willingness to share it with us. So, thanks for all you do. Have a great rest of your day. May the Force be with you. Thank you so much, Retta. I really appreciate you and all that you've contributed to Empire Radio and now for Light and Life. And I am also really glad you liked my VC voicemails and my acting. And thank you so much for everything you said on here and in the chat about my fanfiction. As you probably know, I've been working on all that for several years. And I love being able to share it with people. Because, you know, being decently good at something is nice. But it's so much better when you can let other people hear it and hopefully get some enjoyment out of it. And it's been a really big step for me to be putting that out there when just a few years ago, I only shared it with my best friend and my brother. So thank you for all of that. And I believe you're working on some of the art for the VCU. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that too. And finally, we have the voicemail that did work from Jedi Master. Hey Lucy, um, I'm trying to get a voice message to you. I don't know if any of them worked for the far. So I'm going to try this one. Uh, did have a question for you, uh, as of the time of recording, I've just finished watching episode 5, or part 5, of the Kenobi show, and it is so good. I just didn't know what your thoughts were on the Kenobi show. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Where do you think it's gonna go? Predictions, whatever. Just what do you think about K? 
Kenobi. So yeah. Uh, best wishes. May the force be with you. Always. Well, thank you for the voicemail, Jedi Master. I actually just finished the fifth episode of Kenobi, and I've been really enjoying the show. It's definitely one of the darkest and most violent parts of Star Wars media we've ever had, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but I do love the character development for spoilers in 3, 2, 1, Reva, Leia, Obi-Wan, Vader, and even Tala and the other members of the path. It's also very good at building tension and making all of us panic, like I did when I shouted, No! Don't leave the comm link on the ground! Someone pick it up before the bad guys find it at the screen this past episode. I don't do a ton of predictions in general for things, but I am 90% sure Reva survives since the majority of all Star Wars characters who get stabbed with lightsaber survive, except Qui-Gon and five other people. I guess we'll all find out what happens in the finale next week. Thanks again. Well, everyone, we did it. We got through the longest episode of For Light and Life so far. And, of course, now we have my socials, how you can reach me, how you can support this podcast, how you can be on this podcast. And, first off, you can send me a voicemail if you want your voice to be heard on air, like these wonderful people we just heard from. Or if you just want to send me a private message, that's great, too. You can send me a voicemail with the link in the description. Although, I should note that... If you don't want me to play this on the podcast, please let me know in the voicemail because otherwise I will not know that you'd prefer this to be private. And I will otherwise play this on the podcast unless it is not family friendly. And I hope to hear from some of you soon. You can also leave a rating and a review for this podcast wherever you're listening. Big, big help. Thank you to those who've already done so. You can follow this podcast to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we can just have more fun in this community together. And finally, share this podcast with the people around you if you think that they would enjoy it and if you enjoy it. As always, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. All of it. (laughs) I'm Lucy, and let's look for the light and life in our world together.